Welcome to the NFTs.WhatTheFuck podcast, hosted by Jamie Burke, where we document key moments in the NFT space. The podcast focuses on championing diversity and innovation in the NFT ecosystem. In the description down below, we've also linked the NFTs.WhatTheFuck Genesis token drop. This grants access to an additional 46 members to the NFT's What The Fuck DAO, and it acts as a launchpad for an audio documentary titled The History and Future of NFTs, produced by the NFT's What The Fuck DAO. So could you introduce yourself by name and how you describe your role in the NFT ecosystem? My name is Sébastien Borger. I'm the COO and co-founder of The Sandbox, which is a gaming virtual world on the Ethereum blockchain. And I'm also the president of the Blockchain Game Alliance, which is a non-profit organization that now counts more than 200 members. And our role is to promote the adoption of blockchain technologies, NFTs, DAOs, DeFi, decentralized gaming within the broader video game industry. So how do you describe NFTs? What do they mean to you? How do you explain their value to other people? NFTs to me are a fantastic enabler of relationship and empowerment for creators and players. Yes, of course, they are digital assets tokenized on the blockchain. That's the technical side of it. But what NFT truly enable, what, the, what is their use behind? It shines through metaverses, virtual world, because they are not only collectible, not only beautifully, aesthetically nice to look at, but in sandbox metaverses, they also are usable. They can allow you to monetize, create games, monetize games. They can be used to be word on avatars, opening the gates to fashion NFTs. They can be also used as tickets to access entertainment, VIP experiences, games, and hence monetization for creators. And it can be there's so much more behind. Like so, I love the idea that NFTs standing for any sort of digital asset class are just more than going to sit in a wallet. Could just could be to be digital collectibles but they are really enablers behind to create communities, to connect people, to empower creators, artists, gamers, and more, and all of that into a metaverse. So how did you get into NFTs? What was your origin story in the context of NFTs? I think uh, first time I've seen NFTs was toward the end of 2017 with CryptoPunks and CryptoKitties. We've been exploring as pioneers the use of blockchain for uh, video games. And immediately seeing CryptoPunks, CryptoKitties, we saw the potential to apply that technology, the benefits of ownership, the value behind, not just for virtual cats, etc., but really to combine it with user-generated content to enable any of the creators, specifically given Sandbox IP, where we had more than millions of creators who made 70 million creation on mobile before to enable anyone to become a creator of an NFT and hence publish it, sell it on the marketplace, give it a utility with a game maker. That's really how we started. Yeah, so the UGC part's interesting because nobody else has really 
talked about that. It's always where the creator is some kind of special class of person. But, you know, here you're saying anybody mm-hmm. can create an NFT, albeit within the context of a game. Absolutely. That's been my background. I've been an entrepreneur for 14 years. I've been in gaming for 10 years. And in gaming, we always wanted to turn players into creators. That means like making ourselves as accessible, requiring no coding knowledge, no programming needed of any sort to be able to create your games, to create your content, and hence offering an NFT maker that allows anyone, artists, creators, gamers to turn their ideas into something useful that can be owned, that can be collected, that can have value, and that can be part of a metaverse, a game, an experience as well. That's the promise of Sandbox. And that's really how we clicked UGC and NFTs together. And could you give us some examples of what type of NFTs users can create? Because as I understand it, effectively, it's, it's everything from building within the world, like the content that you would expect within a virtual world, but then also like markets, businesses, right? Whole economies. Absolutely. That's the benefit of being a platform, providing creation tools. We chose voxels as an expression form. So voxels are very accessible. It's sort of like digital Legos. You have a whole generation of kids and people who've played Legos in their life or played and grown with Minecraft. So they know how to create in voxels. Voxel will never age and has one benefit, like can be very simple in shape or very granular and have thousands of blocks to go further into details. And what it means is that it can translate into hours of craft, hours, days, sometimes weeks and months of work that could be then appreciated because it converts into time of production. And those content in voxels turn into NFTs in Sandbox platform can have multiple utilities. They can be game items with behaviors, let's say enemies and PCs, car, decoration, building, anything you need to create gameplays. They can be also equipment. There are stuff that you put on your avatar to improve their skills and hence give a hedge to players as they're going through the experiences in the metaverse. They can be wearable, so opening the gate to digital fashion with uh, the possibility to change your t-shirt, your hoodie, the different props you put on your head, accessories, and why not branded accessories with luxury fashion brand or new digital native brands. Sneakers, virtual sneakers are some examples of things we've done in collaboration with Artifact, for example. And finally, art, which is more like transversal category, which relies more on the aesthetic and the uniqueness of some pieces that creators could put in their land for exposing them. I mean, you mentioned CryptoPunks and CryptoKitties. What have been the kind of transformative moments for you, either conceptually or kind of practically, whilst you've been in in NFTs? What's inspired, who or what has inspired you the most, most, or what events do you think have been the most significant in its history? It's a, it's a definitely an interesting question. And I like to look at this through two angles, like one on the metaverse side and virtual lands. So Sandbox is one of the pioneers in the space of having virtual real estate, a digital space called land as an NFT where creators can use. And on that side, 
I think, of course, we've been inspired by projects like Decentraland, typically, which have been uh, the first. But as Sandbox, we also believe, I do believe that we've had established a model here, a model of monetization, a model of community based to release progressively a world, to involve brands and to create a meaning for owning those brands and what can be as also lands for the brands on what can be made on top of them. So in the virtual real estate, that's one side. On the other side is like the, the, the NFTs and the mainstream adoption of NFTs as collectible and game items. I think definitely impressed by Dapper Lab team that's been perseverant building product after CryptoKitties, Cheese Wizard, which wasn't a big success, but contributed in the history of NFTs. Then NBA Top Shot, which has definitely brought more the mainstream attention by really leveraging the sport brand of the NBA and the culture attached to it as well. Waking up every collector in the world who's been familiar with those NBA sports stars to, to join that platform and to embrace NFTs as a whole. And so you mentioned brands a few times, and I know that's central to Sandbox, but how do you think brands should or perhaps shouldn't engage with NFTs? You know, we're seeing lots of different approaches with different outcomes, different effects, different sentiments. What's your view? That's a great question. Uh, it's true. We've been one of the pioneers to involve brands. We have Care Bears, The Smurf, Sean the Sheep, um, Atari, Rollercoaster Tycoon, and a few more that can't yet announce that we were the first to bring to NFT World, to the Sandbox platform. And now, of course, we're seeing more and more brand celebrities joining platforms, more marketplaces or doing art drops. But I think they are not the right approach for brand, a celebrity, an artist, is to wonder, like, what does it mean to make an NFT of myself, of my brand? What sort of legacy I want to have? And what sort of, like, benefits for the fan and my community does it bring? And to that question, usually, it's not just selling an art of a unique content that you did, part of your past collection that, that will match those conditions. It's more to project yourself of, like, what does it mean to be part of a metaverse and use NFTs as a medium of connecting with the fan and the community into that metaverse? So I do think like one of the best approach for artists is to own one or multiple places into the virtual world where they can create content together with their community, where they can engage into activities and events with their communities, where they will be more accessible than in the real life through the benefit of like virtual world and the low barrier to entry that any virtual world has. And what owning an NFT from that brand or celebrity will give to users in Sandbox because of UGC, it means that I can finally create my own games, my own stories, my own adventures with the content of the brand or IP or celebrity I'm fan of, which was not possible before in any other game or with physical goods. I can connect with them. I can relate. Maybe the NFT is a ticket or a way to access to specific area, VIP treatment, etc. So like I continuously get benefits over time through the ownership of that NFTs as well, beyond just the fact that it would be collectible 
rare, maybe aesthetically pleasing. How in the 21st century, a brand will establish a presence in the metaverse? I think that should be the key question. And we hope to provide a good answer to that, a good value for them and their community. So I guess, you know, a lot of what you were saying there in terms of the optimal way that a brand could or celebrity could engage with their community through NFTs is is really it's a commitment, right? I mean, the way that you were describing it, you know, you should potentially be in multiple worlds. It's about access, engagement, value. You know, that, that's, that sounds like a, a big commitment, like something that should be seriously considered rather than, you know, just doing an NFT drop. And it reminds me of when social media came along and people initially just began to broadcast, you know, out through it, they just released a press release versus, of course, having this, what it is now, hopefully a very meaningful kind of two-way conversation with fans. Do you look at NFTs as a form of social media? Absolutely. I, like, you, you need it. Like, it requires commitment. It requires strategy. If you want to be trustful to your community and provide something of value, I don't think that this can be oversight, outsourced, faked, or de-done quickly and gone. Like, it's a commitment. And like all things, all commitment, it pays over the long time, usually, not immediately. But the value you get over time is bigger. I do think NFT can be seen as a platform of its own. It can be used across different products, services, social media. It's content, it's more than content, it's services, it's a relationship, it's stories, unique stories sometimes that be built and bounce people together. And that strategy, non-exclusive, uh, that's the idea, how to make it even more interoperable and open should be considered from the go, from the get-go. And, and I hope there are more people that could advise the brand and celebrity on the right NFT strategy. I'm starting to see it in the space, so that's great. I do think as well, you, Jamie, and uh, the OV team has done great work already connecting some of the celebrity to what it means to have NFTs in the space. So that's fantastic. We're seeing more and more uh, people like Whale Shark as well doing a great job refraining them to just go for the quick drop and be gone, educating them to the potential. And I think here, the ones are going to be the true winners. Those will be staying over the next decade. So obviously you are, you know, you hold a, a very central part in the community as to the adoption of NFTs by the gaming industry. And w within the body that you, you kind of lead, there are there's a full spectrum of of the gaming industry right from AAA games all the way through to you know blockchain native gaming what is the attitude and sentiment towards nfts in gaming generally and you know how are people seeing the opportunities i think we've been able through the time through the media coverage to raise more awareness definitely to give more exposure and visibility to our members and hence now uh, even the bigger companies of course ubisoft square enix atari and i can mention a few more that haven't been public yet about it are looking closely at the possibilities of nfts are really considering finally the benefit for their users as well. So 
the minds are changing. The approach of having a centralized developer exploiting an economy in a central, in a closed manner to monetize a maximum, to convert a maximum of revenue from this user base is get is starting to get exhausted. You know, like it, it, we know, like free to play couldn't last forever because it only relies on three percent of the user that are paying the wells and those users. If they are not specially treated over time, whenever there's a new model that comes and offer more benefits, more better treatment, better community sentiment to them, we know that it would be coming to a point where it's an easy choice. So it's great to see that interest raising. It's great to see more and more members joining the BGA as well and becoming themselves vocal about the benefit. So I, I wouldn't say I hold a central role on the composite. I like to think like this is decentralized. Every member contributes as much as I'm here to give them the opportunity to speak about what they are doing and how they are trying each their best effort and all of us together to continue pushing forward. And it's great that we'll see more and more of those change happening in the future and more companies going public about the fact that they are embracing NFTs for the benefit of their users and communities. And so what are your hopes and concerns for the future of NFTs? I'm very uh, optimistic for the future of NFTs in the sense that I think we are just scratching the surface of what's been done and what the utility. So the media has been emphasizing a lot on some of the high sales number, which is great. It gives the first attention that it needed. But then if you look closely, it's mostly crypto art and sport collectible that rise, have been rise and, and showed virtual land a little bit. But gaming NFTs is still a category that hasn't been showcased much and that has, hasn't shown its full potential. And when you think there's 2.5 billion gamers around the world, the few millions who just enter the space, it's still very little in comparison. So I'm not worried at all that people say like NFTs have reached a tipping point already and, and it's already the end of the story. No, if you look at the adoption curve of any technology, there will be a moment it goes high, but that's just the first wave until like the second commerce arrive and, and the more product enter market that use it. So today, three years after CryptoKitties, first and second generation of games and product using blockchain and NFTs are live. 2021, a lot of new entrants are starting to build products. Over the next years, we're going to see more and more of them going live and grow community. So it can only accelerate from there. Great. Thanks so much for coming on, Sebastian, all the good work you do in the space. Thanks, Jamie. Let's continue together pushing forward. Thanks so much for listening. Head over to NFTsXWTF to follow us on Twitter and subscribe to make sure you never miss a weekly podcast.